Hello everyone, Paul Akers and welcome back to the American Innovator. We continue our tour throughout Normandy and on the third day we visit some very unusual places. We start off with a tour of a German cemetery. Now there are six German cemeteries in the Normandy region. Now they had to start creating these cemeteries because there were so many dead Germans everywhere and so this one particularly is said to have about 21,000 soldiers, upwards of 25,000, and this is just one of six. They were sometimes buried two and three and four in a grave. There were so many of them. Now, the Americans and the other Allied forces also suffered a lot of casualties. We'll visit their cemeteries later on. But first, we wanted to look at the toll that just the Germans alone had uh, suffered and endured. Next we went to Point de Hoc. Now this is a high ground and this is a spot that Rommel thought would be very strategic but when he visited the site he realized that the guns that were there were really inadequate. He pulled them back and you can see the heavy bombardment that happened from the Allied ships offshore. Look at all the craters from 500 pound bombs coming in this area. It was really crazy. Now this is also the place where the epic story of the rangers scaling those cliffs to seize this high ground. Now these are casemate gun installments that Rommel had built and they could take a direct hit from one of our gunships and still survive. It was absolutely incredible what the Germans did here to make this place a German stronghold. And you can see the, the weapon systems were blown completely away from their original places because of the bombardment from the Allies. And then we got a great group shot, it was just incredible. And then we went to lunch, it was fantastic. Lunch, we go to the western edge of Omaha Beach to Bearville Samaire. Now here was one of the four roads leading out. This was a strategic place the Allies needed to seize. And there were machine gun nests on either side of the road bearing down on the Allies as they came ashore that day. Now there were very, very heavy losses on that day. Omaha Beach was not nearly as successful as Utah Beach. Along the shoreline, there's said to have as many as 5,000 American troops died that day. And this is going down along the beach, and all these houses were destroyed during that time. Now this is just a nice beach summer home cottage place right now for French people coming from Paris, but only one of the houses stood that day. And it was a huge mansion that had become occupied by the German soldiers and particularly the German officers. And we're coming up on that right now and you're gonna be able to see it. It's a massive mansion. It's the only one that remains from that day. It's that big red roof one right there. So this is really incredible when you see the expanse of this beach that the Allies came ashore. And you see the sloped uh, right there? The Germans deliberately did that so the Allies had no place to hide. See how the sloping of the beach? and then over the pier, and I was actually flying right from that pier right there, right in the corner, you can barely see me. So just before our last stop of the day, we stopped by this church that was near the American cemetery. And this church, through that bell tower, took a direct hit from a US destroyer because there were German snipers up there. But the French masterfully rebuilt it, and look at this reconstruction, it is really incredible. What a beautiful, tranquil setting. But on June 6, 1944, it wasn't so peaceful. Our last stop of the day on our three-day tour of Normandy was the American Cemetery. It sits high above the bluff overlooking Omaha Beach. It's very sobering to be there, to walk amongst the over 9,000 crosses of the Americans who died. As I walked around, I thought, wow, 
Could you imagine what these men were thinking as they came ashore? Total chaos. It was such a beautiful day and so quiet and peaceful. But on that day, June 6, 1944, it was not quiet and peaceful. These men knew they were doing something that would more than likely take their life, and indeed it took many of their lives. I walked around for hours just trying to absorb what it was I was seeing and the incredible sacrifice that was given so we could have the freedom that we have. All I can say is, we can never forget. Now the cemeteries are maintained by the French and they do a spectacular job of doing it. You can see this man is bleaching every cross and I understand that that happens every day. If anything is out of sorts at all, it is tended to immediately. hard to comprehend the sacrifice for our freedom. Now remember this is only 9,000 people here, but 340,000 Americans died defending our freedom. Every cross is meticulously cared for and trimmed every day. Well, hello everyone. This is the American Cemetery in Normandy. Over 9,000 men lie here. You're gonna hear an amazing story right now called Mama Mama Save Me. Hey everyone, Paul Akers. So I'm over in Europe and France. We just left three days of Normandy and Camille, our guide, started to tell a story about her experience working with veterans who have come over here to come back to the battlefield. And she tells the most touching story that's just so amazing. And she's from Hungary. So her perspective is a little different because, you know, she wasn't exposed to the war as much as maybe some of us were. And then as she got involved in this whole uh, touring of Normandy and the D-Day invasion, she became friends with a lot of these veterans and it really changed her, and she tells the most powerful story about one guy that she'd met who'd come back twice, so here's the story. Be thankful for them, value them, because I myself did not have a bed to sleep on for three years. I didn't have a pillow under my head. Also, for seven months, I could not have a hot shower. There was no possibility for that. For six months, I couldn't have a hot breakfast. And so these guys, once they got back home, they, they had a total different mindset. 
totally different of appreciation of things. And uh, you know what I learned and learned from them is to you should value that you can wake up healthy each morning, that the sun is shining and you are able to take care of yourselves and uh, just you know do what you gotta do. Because these guys really teach me this thing, so I'm really thankful for that and and uh, I'm really thankful for the fact that I didn't need to go through all this stuff to learn that you should value these things and you should be thankful just be able to wake up in the morning from your bed and go to work and do your job. And this guy, Mr. Vince Rowell, also mentioned to me that one of the toughest things in the war for him, he mentioned two things. One of them was losing his bodies. Of course, that was a very tough part for everybody. You know, to see their best friends and, and bodies and fellows they trained with, they had bonding with, you know, to lose them. And the other thing was that he was coming ashore second wave at Omaha Beach is that you saw the water. It's amazing, beautiful blue water. It wasn't blue at that time. He told me that after he jumped out of the landing craft coming ashore, he put the rifle over his head and he just tried to come ashore, but there were dead bodies floating in the water. He needed to overcome those obstacles to come ashore. And uh, there were guys just next to him, 16, 17, 18 years old, and they were crying out loud, Mama, Mama, save me. And uh, when he just told me this, he teared up because, you know, memories just came back to him that he needed to, you know, come ashore in a blue water colored to red because of the blood among the dead bodies of his fellows and crying out his uh, you know the, his, his fellows were crying out uh, saying mama mama save me so these moments are really touching and i'm really thankful for that that i could experience uh, these guys coming back and share their stories because these are the things you cannot read in uh, history books. You cannot learn these things. And, and I just wanted to share this little story with you that now I have a connection to World War II. And I do appreciate and do value that. Because this is something which is never gonna come back in my life. These guys are over nine, 90 years old. The oldest guy who came back to Italy with us was 95 years old. He's now 96. 